to the BoulderCast podcast, our third installment. I'm your host, Andy, and we also have with us Ben Castellani. Hey, what's going on? Secondly, we have Joseph Lee joining Hello. us for the third time. Woo, back for more. And also joining us for the second time is Matt Steiner. Yeah, good to be back. Who filled in for us uh, last week um, when I was out of town, and I'm actually still out of town now. Uh, and he filled in very well, actually. Did a great job. So we're we're glad to have him back on the podcast. Yeah. Yep, so we're all in Boulder, but you're joining us from St. Louis this week. So what's going on? Well, I'm still out in St. Louis. Uh, today I was uh, babysitting my nephew because my brother-in-law and my sister were out looking for some new houses today. So I was the uh, guinea pig watching the, the nephew. <laughs> oh, man. Well, you're not missing anything out here. It's just raining still. I saw that, yeah. Pretty much all week, just rain, rain, rain. Yeah, that's pretty much what it's been like. Yeah. Doesn't look like it's going to change anytime soon, unfortunately. I would agree with that. <laughs> <laughs> What's up with you guys? Well, just enjoying the weekend. Friday night again, back at it. Yep. Here on the podcast. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Looking forward to talking about some uh, some weather events that it, that occurred this week, and also some future weather events. Joseph's yeah. wearing a Mega Man shirt. There just, you go. Just a little obnoxious. Yeah. For the win. It's got like three pixels. Yeah. I purchased a Rocky shirt yesterday. It's my first ever one. Are you going so, to a game? I, I would love to, actually. You just randomly bought a Rocky shirt, but you're not going. Oh, I'd love to see. I'd love to see them and see them win. I got one Rocky shirt. It's a good stadium, and it's a good place to watch baseball. Yeah, how could it not be? I mean, it's it's beautiful. I, I mean, I've been I went to a game last year where the Rockies played my team, the Braves, and enjoyed the atmosphere. Although there were probably about fifty percent Braves fans there. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Actually, do the any New York teams come in town this year to uh, Colorado? Not, like, not uh, the, the Yankees AL or the East. Mets? Not the, uh, not the Mets? AL East. Well, maybe the Mets, but not the Yankees. Oh, yeah, okay. Why, why, why New York league? teams? Matt likes New York. What? Maybe not baseball, but... Yeah. My dad is a huge Yankees fan, though. So, yeah, it, it just didn't rub off on me. <laughs> <laughs> do, you remember that, do you remember that one game we went to, Andy, where it poured and we had to hide? Oh, yeah, yeah. That was pretty cool. I forget yeah. who they were playing, but that was in like August. Yeah, it that rained. was your your friend was visiting in town that week or weekend or whatever. Uh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, he wanted I just to go remember to a game. Being yeah, kind of stuck behind that one part of the stadium, waiting for it to stop raining. Yeah, that was crazy. I remember me and my friend went up to like the top section that was closed <laughs> to get a picture of the yeah. sunset, and the usher was like throwing us out. <laughs> Yeah. And she tried to confiscate our cameras and stuff because we were taking pictures. And she's like, don't take a picture of me. <laughs> Give me that camera. Did you delete that? I think a couple years ago, I, I remember watching the game. Of course, I was still living in Alabama at the time. It was a Rockies-Braves game where hmm. the first game was snowed out. Uh-huh. And so they played a doubleheader the next game. And I remember no matter what pitcher was on the mound, any fastball was that was thrown was just like, as straight as an arrow and 
everyone was hitting the ball out of the park that game. I mean, it was it was pretty crazy. Temperatures were in the twenties. Must have been a miserable day that to play sounds baseball. Horrible. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> everyone was hitting the ball, I guess. Yeah. Perfect baseball weather for hitting, I guess. I think the pitchers just wanted to get the ball down the middle and get home. Yeah. They don't want any full counts. Right. <laughs> Let's just get out of here without tearing a muscle. Yeah. Yeah, I haven't been to a Rockies game in a while. Mm-hmm. We should go this year. Yeah, absolutely. Meet up, could. pick a dry day, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> not a not 95-degree day. Right. Yeah. <laughs> well, it looks like this summer we're off to a start of uh, cool weather, so we'll see if that continues. Yeah. yeah. See how it plays out. Yeah. Anything so, else interesting before we go on? Yeah, nothing nothing much going on. I guess we could talk a little bit, just to remind everybody that this podcast is a product of bouldercast.com and that uh, at Bouldercast we provide localized forecasts and interesting weather discussions specific for Boulder County. So, right, we all live in Boulder County. Yep. And, you know, we're... Do you, Matt? Do you? <laughs> we are dedicated to Boulder County weather. That's a good yep. way of putting it. <laughs> and if you like our podcast, you should leave us a review or subscribe to us on iTunes. Or from your favorite podcasting app. We're also on Facebook and Twitter. That's right. You can find us at BoulderCast on both Facebook and Twitter. And you can also go to the website and subscribe to our blog posts by looking for the widget on the right-hand bar. We'll all be making contributions to that this summer. Yep, we're all going to be posting frequently. Joseph's working on some cool projects. Kind of, yeah. But just busy grad student life. But <laughs> Everybody is. Between yes. YouTubing and looking at Reddit, he's... No, I don't go to Reddit. No? You don't go to Reddit? No. Wow. That's like a grad student sin. Yeah, I go to, like, Wikipedia. Okay. That's just as bad. Yeah. <laughs> well, kills not necessarily. It kills time. Wait, just you look up See, stuff. Yeah. You know? Right. Wikipedia is a site where if you don't know what something is, it's it's always nice to refer to that first, mm-hmm. and then go on to a different source that's more legitimate. Dude, I trust Wikipedia with my life. <laughs> <laughs> I end up there every day. I purposely search something and then type "wiki" after it, just so it takes me to Wikipedia. <laughs> just because it's so easy to understand. For certain things. <laughs> that's that's very true, especially for math. Sometimes. Yeah, I found something the other day that was completely plagiarized. From like, <laughs> literally, they copied and pasted it on Wikipedia, and I was I just literally I was searching a topic. I forget what it was, but it was just funny. Straight up <laughs> plagiarized <laughs> from the some the other source I was looking at. I don't know which one copied. I guess, but probably Wikipedia. But yeah, anyway, that's our site and. I guess now we usually start start off by talking about last week's weather. Yeah, yeah. So, what do yeah, we, we had on? that uh, big rain event. Um, well, we had most of it. We had a lot of rain, you know, this past week in Boulder. Um, the biggest rain was Monday night and Tuesday. Yeah, we were tracking that in Bouldercast. Yeah, we had. Uh, yeah, it looks like the heaviest batch we were thinking was going to move in, you know, late Monday night and most much of Tuesday. Um, we forecasted one to two inches of rain, and looks like Boulder actually got uh, close to an inch and a half of rain actually for Tuesday. Yeah. So that was a good forecast. Yeah, it was a really long duration event. We actually expected yeah. it to not last quite as long. It actually lasted from maybe like midnight Monday night all the way, all the way into Wednesday morning. Actually, 
Yeah, and you guys had some more rain today, right? And there's some more. Yep, it like was literally just the raining overnight. <laughs> it rained like six different times today. Yeah, in like little <laughs> spurts, and I think we got probably uh, th- four tenths of an inch or so. Mm-hmm. About there, three tenths. Yeah, but yeah, but that Monday into Tuesday was the most exciting thing this week, and the mountains actually got snow. I think forty-eight inches in Boulder County up on the Peak to Peak Highway. So the last time I checked, Arapahoe Basin, the the only ski resort that remains open at this time at the base had sixty-six inches as of oh, Tuesday, man. which is. The most they've had all season long, and we're in May. Keep that in mind. They're still racking in the money. They are. <laughs> yeah, that's a pretty good base. For this yeah. Time of do you have a Do you have a ski pass for a basin, Andy? No, I might go next year. No. Yeah, and you gotta remember it's it's, it's, it's the pretty, one place that stays open longest. Yeah. It's, it's pretty cheap. You can get a I think a day pass for about fifty bucks. So it's not too bad. Yeah. Definitely some of the more challenging terrain that you can find along the front range oh really uh that i've always been told that compared to uh some of the other mountains like uh like breckenridge and and um and beaver creek vale uh steamboat springs so on and so forth copper mountain i've i've always been told that if you want a real if you want a challenge and you want the most challenging runs you go to arapahoe basin Okay. Which doesn't quite cater to me yet, but eventually one day it will. So you're a pretty yeah. good skier. Andy's a pretty good skier. I've uh, never skied, and Joseph went skiing once and had something happen. Yeah, what happened? <laughs> yeah, I uh, busted my knee. <laughs> I got carried down. You were hitting. You hit, you hit a tree. I. Tr- I got. I kind of tried to not hit the tree. And you hit it. No, I forgot what happened, and then I flipped, and then I just... <laughs> my knee! My knee! Medic! Well, yeah. You got carried like, out by the ski yeah, patrol? Yeah, I, I got like three people helping me out. Yeah. I saw his thing. knee after that. It, it it looked pretty bad at the time. Yeah. Like right after, or like next mm, day? Hours after. Okay. Yeah, like a couple hours after. Did you leave? Because, yeah. Because we were at the uh, our department retreat in a CU Atmospheric and Oceanic Sciences Department, up in uh up in winter park that's right and uh so joseph and a few other people they they went to winter park ski to ski and you know that's where the incident happened and i saw it shortly after that at the uh at the resort that we were at okay you guys ran to andy up there didn't you i did <laughs> yeah you ran and we met, said, you ran yeah. and found andy yeah winter i found park. andy like, yeah, like, I remember that. Yeah, yeah, like so. catching a Pokemon. Like, holy cow! <laughs> That's a legendary Pokemon. Dude, that is. That's Andy freaking Cran. That's Charizard. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know the new Pokemon that they created. Oh, they created I, like 500 more. Yeah, me neither. <laughs> I only know the first 212 <laughs> or whatever it was. Honestly, I never kept up with it. Yeah, so what, so what happened with that Monday night storm? What was our setup? Well, um, we had I'm trying to remember what what the forecast pattern was. It's been a while since I looked at it. <laughs> no but, worries. Uh, we'll, I think Matt's got some work stuff to say. All so, right. 
So he was looking. He was he was reminiscing about this. So essentially, we had a uh, we ha- we had a front to our south, and so to the north of us, we had an area of high pressure, and around that high pressure, we had easterly flow at the surface, which was providing some lifting there at uh, at seven hundred millibars just above us. Mm-hmm. We had. We had a, a fairly moist atmosphere, and at 500 millibars in the mid-levels of the atmosphere, we were looking at uh, still this, this mid-level trough that seems to have been sitting over us for quite some time now. Mm-hmm. And so putting, putting all those in- ingredients together, we, we certainly had the, the moisture availability, we had, we had the lifting... Um, Certainly, yeah. we didn't we didn't have any sort of uh, convection on that day, but it was persistent rain. Yeah, no thunder or anything. Stratiform. It was all stratiform on that day, Drizzle, so Drizzle. it was it was just ongoing for much of the day. Yeah. Was it like a light to moderate rain or moderate to no, heavy? Just just light rain, pretty much. Yeah, pretty much just light. There's some moderate, some periods of moderate rain. Yeah, but mostly just drizzle, and like okay. mist, ish. Yeah, yeah. I remember. Yeah, I was I was running that evening. Oh, well, right? actually, actually Tuesday evening, like r- like after the main rain event, so like eight to nine ish. Yeah, it was pretty bad. So yeah, Monday it was we pretty cold. Oh, well, yeah, Monday we almost got into the seventies. It was near seventy degrees, and then we had that cold front blow through. And then we spent the last four days in the 40s. Yeah, precisely. <laughs> today we got into the low 50s, but... Yes. Today's not that bad. Today's not that... Today's not cold at all. That's good. Well, That's... It, well, I'm, I mean, it was the warmest day of the week, I guess, if you want... Relatively speaking. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it was... Technically, yeah. It felt better. Yeah, it wasn't it raining the whole day. But again, the, the regime that we're in is still... At the surface, an easterly wind regime, and it doesn't appear that, for for the most part, that's not going to change much in the future, with a few exceptions that we'll be talking about shortly. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting thing. Uh, actually, mm-hmm. uh, St. Louis this week, uh, that same system, you know, moved east, and we got rain out of that Wednesday morning, and our high was actually at midnight. Um, that night, so it was like a high of like 58 at midnight. Oh wow! And the temperatures dropped into the upper 40s through the rest of the day. So what day? It was actually Wednesday? pretty cold here. Too. Yeah, makes sense. So yeah, been yeah kind we of interesting have... weather across much of the nation actually. I guess it was probably the same system, huh? Yeah, because we had we had a midnight high on Tuesday as well. <clears throat> yeah, pretty no. much. I woke up Tuesday morning and I saw. A big patch of reflectivity on the radar. Yeah, just sitting, you know, over Boulder. Yeah, and it kept redeveloping. That was the, <laughs> like I think Boulder was the winner probably. For the kind of reminded me of the uh, graduation. I was like, oh no, here it is again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He comes so more. Yeah, so more. Yeah, the Boulder Creek's running pretty high today. And the is whole it week. still flooded or whatever? No, I don't think it's flooded as bad as it was but it's definitely nearing its banks yeah yeah dude you gotta check the bouldercast webcam boulder creek vision 
Yeah, I'm kind of away from the computer since I've been been here. Yeah, I wouldn't be on a computer if I was home too. <laughs> Just kidding, yeah, I would. <laughs> there's nothing okay. else. There's not much else to do. Always yeah. next to the digital devices here. <laughs> yeah, you can't get away from that. <laughs> but yeah, we had just really upslope all week. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Weak upslope, but which was good, I guess, because we didn't get any real convective instability. But it's consistent though. Except over the mountains where they got some sun. Um, yesterday, I had a friend go up to the mountains. And she said that it was really beautiful up there. Oh, wow. Just like once you got up above like 8,000 feet, it was just pure sunshine. Oh, wow. Yeah. And we sure didn't have any of that. No. Not all week. I don't think we had sun since, oh, I don't know. <laughs> Maybe Monday had a little bit of sun. I don't remember. Like April. <laughs> yeah, basically April. But you know, that's a common thing out here. Whenever there are times whenever the front range, it's beautiful, and in the mountains, it's horrible, and vice versa. I remember... Yeah, that's the thing. I remember a couple, uh, it was January of 2014, I went up to Beaver Creek to go skiing for a week, and my girlfriend and I were heading back from Beaver Creek, and we drove through this horrible snowstorm in the mountains, <laughs> and then by the time we, we got to Broomfield, it was sunny in, in the 60s, so. Yeah, yeah. Well, in uh, 2013, when my parents came out to visit uh-huh. with the, the flood um, in September you know it was like pouring down rain in Boulder right. but we managed to you know get into the mountains um, <laughs> get away from it and as soon as you went like you know underneath the tunnel it was like sunny skies and Aspen and everything so it was kind of pretty neat yeah absolutely that was that was definitely a front range storm yeah, yeah. I mean I mean, it was, I mean, the ingredients were just perfect on that day for for heavy rainfall along the front range. I mean, everything just came together. And not not to the same extent, but the ingredients that we've been seeing here over the course of the past few weeks, I mean, they've been perfect for yeah. this persistent mm-hmm. precipitation that we've seen. So we just, we need... What we need is we need to get out of this pattern in order to uh, return return the sunshine again and warm up our temperatures. But yeah, the question is, when is that going to happen? Yeah, yeah. For sure. yeah. I mean, we're getting really close to breaking two records that aren't so great for the month of May. So we're getting close to the May, the top. Well, we're already in the top five rainiest Mays ever. Well, ever since the 1880s. (laughs) Okay. So we're already in the top five, so we could possibly get top four, but I think it'd be hard for us to break the the most. We're still three inches out from that one. Right, and just think about, we still have a third of the month to go, where it's only, I mean, we're about to finish off May 22nd here, and so we have May 23rd through the 31st to go, so. It's true. Yeah. Yeah. But we'll talk about what what we think is going to happen for the next week. Yeah. But we're also getting close to possibly the coldest, one of the colder Mays that we have on record. This has been well below average. So we'll have to see where this May ends up, but with the pattern yeah. continuing, it should be pretty chilly. Mm-hmm. Maybe not as cold in the 40s. <laughs> yeah. But 
yeah, so that's the last week, I guess. Continued rain, one big rainstorm with four to eight inches of snow in the mountains. That's pretty much all melted if you guys check the webcams. Yeah. Oh, looks like a bunch of mud, and it was actually raining. <laughs> it was raining everywhere today. Snow levels were pretty high. Right. Up around 11,000 or even higher. So okay. everything pretty much melted. Do you know the sun the, was out a lot too, so. Do you know there. if the driving conditions were hazardous or not? No, not from the webcams. They look pretty good. Yeah. On peak to peak, and that gets up over 10. So. Right. I don't know about I-70. Or any roads higher. Know, yeah. What would, what would be a higher road in Boulder County <laughs> than peak to peak? You know if they, uh, you know if they opened up the um, Trail Ridge Road up to Rocky Mountain National Park. The last time I checked, I don't think they had no. at this point. Did you see the post on Twitter? No. So someone, <laughs> one of the, uh, one of the National Park crew tweeted a photo of basically them cleaning the road, and it was just crazy. There was like 20 feet of snow, <laughs> and they had a solid wall of it, and the guy was standing up against it. Wow. But yeah, it's not even done yet. They're probably going to be up there for a while. I think, I don't remember last year when it opened. I want to say May 25th around there. So hiking season is going to get postponed and postponed? Yeah, might be sticking to the lower elevations, right, Andy? Yeah, it looks like it. I mean, yeah, if the mountains keep getting snow, yeah, it's probably delay it a little bit. It's really hard to get to 13 or so 14 and it's near the divide. Yeah, it's going to be rough for a while. Yeah. But at least there won't be any wildfires, hopefully. That, yeah, that is very true. true. Yes, absolutely. Unless there's some people that... Yeah, clearly Matt was worrying about wildfires like a month and a half ago. Well, yeah. I mean, at that time... It was yeah. it was bone dry back in March and early April. I mean it yeah. was. I mean we were seeing temperatures consistently in the seventies and eighties, and obviously the patterns changed since then. Yeah. 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 Everything is has changed. Like yeah, for the sure. Song. <laughs> <laughs> like Taylor Swift's song. Yes. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> so, uh, what's up with uh, next week? Yeah, so after this one trough of low pressure moves out, it looks like it's going to move out kind of like, you know, early Monday morning. Um, but we'll still be, uh, at least in the upper levels of the atmosphere, looks like we're going to be under west-southwesterly flow um, for the beginning of next week. Um, which so, will still so it's be, pretty much the same, right? Yeah, so be, you know, still seeing. bringing in that moisture in the Pacific. Um, so I would, I would imagine we're still going to get, you know, some afternoon scattered storm development, um, and then it looks like looks to be another trough late next week. Um, looks like there's one coming out of Alberta that kind of like drops south into Idaho. Yep. Uh, Wednesday, Thursday, and it looks like it might bring another cold front through late in the week, which would bring more upslope conditions for, you know, more rainfall. So a very similar pattern to this this past week. Yeah, that would be on Friday. It's showing right now for most of the models. Yeah. Some yeah. type of another front moving in. But it looks, it looks like the beginning of the week we'll see maybe a slight warm-up 
Monday into Wednesday, Monday, Tuesday, you know. How warm. That time, that <laughs> time frame. Doesn't look super warm. Yeah, maybe 60s. <laughs> 60s. Back, still below average. Still an yeah. improvement, though. Hey, 60s, actually perfect for biking. Oh, yeah, that is nice. No gloves, but you're also not sweating. Yeah. <laughs> 50s is glove weather. Yeah, I, I'll agree. Yeah. With the wind chill. Like mid 50s. Unless it's sunny, but we're not going to see much sun this week, I don't think. Yeah, I would agree. So, yeah. how about uh, Bola Bola on Memorial Day? Yeah, we were all discussing that um, before, before the podcast. and Give us some good news. Thought, <laughs> it's, it's important because Joseph's going to be. And, and Matt. Joseph's going to be running in the in the uh, and Matt. So. <laughs> oh, and Matt. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I'll be in it as well. Yeah, and forty thousand other people, right? No, like fifty. Fifty-five. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Something Man. like that. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of um, the people in our departments are actually running too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Cora? Like, like ten of them. Cora. Yeah. Whatever. Who cares? Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, Matt and I are running. And his Great. girlfriend. And my imaginary friend in my head. <laughs> Just kidding. So what's our best forecast for the time frame? So what time does the race start, guys? It starts at around 5.30, 6 a.m. Yeah, something like that. But it goes to, close to like 11 a.m. or so? Something yeah, like right. Yeah. So basically, there are starting times from 5.30, 6 a.m. all the way to... You know, mo- most of the morning, because there's different waves mm. of of starting times that you can start at, and yeah. uh, so Joseph has a different starting wave time compared to what Shannon and I have. So we'll uh, okay. we'll, cool. we'll be starting at different times, but mm-hmm. we do we do also have the option of starting late if we want. But uh, but yeah. It's it's gonna be exciting, ten uh, k, six point two miles, should be a challenge. Yeah. So for those who don't know what Boulder Boulder is, it's just a ten k race in Boulder, pretty much a downtown area around Pearl Street and see, uh, and it ends at CU, and like a big carnival type of thing. Is it one of the biggest ten k's? Sorry. In maybe in Colorado, but I don't think it's the biggest 10k in the country. I don't think so. I would assume I'm sure in some city could get or... more. Yeah, but anyway, it's pretty huge in uh, Boulder area, and always also, on Memorial Day. Yeah, it's always on the Memorial Day. It's good stuff. Like around noon, they have like planes. Everyone's singing the anthem. Yeah, whatnot. it's a good yeah. time. Yeah, and to my understanding. At the the end of the race is at um, CU Boulder's football stadium, Folsom Field, and and basically that's where you cross the finish line. So that that'll be pretty cool. And all the people that finished the race already, and other people who are sitting in for the participants will all be sitting in the stands to watch all the people cross the finish line. So I'm looking forward to that. To watch yeah. people suffering, or suffering? No, suffering. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we both of us, yeah, kind of look forward to suffering. We get you get free food and free beer after, right? Uh, no, we pay fifty bucks. 
Oh, and you get one, and that. you get one beer. Whoa! And then and we got like a it, sore sore legs for like three days. Yeah. Certainly, there's there's different packages that you can buy, but yeah, I think that's the baseline fee that you have to like, pay. Wow. Yeah. We get a T-shirt. Yeah, but it's like from like sweatshops or something in like Cambodia. Dude, you're from China. Worth like two cents. But anyway, it's good stuff. You pay fifty bucks, ran your butt off, and that's it. It's a challenge too. I mean, Boulder yeah. has some hills and. You know, yeah. some yeah, of those yeah. hills are pretty significant, at least to me. So I'm not looking forward to it, especially at the end mm-hmm. of the race, where you have to run up um, Folsom to get back to the stadium. Pretty much, that's that's a slope at the very end. It's gonna like, be the like worst highway to hell. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so what do you guys want? Do you want rain? No, no. I would. Probably not. My perfect conditions, I would love to see temperatures in the low 60s, hope, hopefully dry conditions. I mean, That'd be certainly, ambitious. certainly remains to be seen, but... Um, so what do you got, Kearney? It's looking like that. I mean, our best guess, I would say, would be, it looks like the morning hours should be dry, because that system will be sort of on the way out. However, we'll still have a lot of lingering low-level moisture around um, from the weekend system and the rain we've had in the past week. So, And there could be a little bit of fog or low-level clouds around in the morning as well. But I wouldn't be surprised if we see a few peaks of sun you know, during the morning. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the afternoon could be some scattered uh, pop-up storms in the afternoon. Yeah. So do you think we'll, uh, we'll be able to complete the race without any precipitation? Um, I'm well, not it sure. It depends on like, uh, when would you say... start, right? <laughs> I, would say, I would say you probably will. <laughs> like a few drops here and there. I think well... any storms that develop on Monday will be um, of the daytime heating variety, you know, mm-hmm. like the afternoon instability right. type. Uh, so I think, you know, with that system east of, you know, Boulder by month by Monday. I don't think you'll see much of an upslope component to it. Uh, so I think, I think you'll be okay. Right. Well, but keep in mind that Matt, since uh, Boulder, Boulder, you run through neighborhoods in Boulder that people actually spray water on you. Oh, so really? You'll get a few drops no matter what. Like, yeah. You think they would do that? Yeah, if they it's do cold that. out. Yeah, they do that. <laughs> I would, Did, I would assume so, so because people would probably die. Well, not die, but they look that look like that they are dying when they're running. Yeah, but so nobody wants to be sprayed with water. water when it's cold. So did they do that to you when you ran the uh, the five k, the colder boulder back well, in the, December? The colder boulder didn't didn't <laughs> run through the neighborhood. The colder boulder pretty much just ran through like loop around CU. Oh, so I see. It's pretty much like you don't really see people. You see other runners. But for Bola Bola, actually, people cheer for you. People spray water on you. They give you like shots or jelly shots. I don't know. Well, as long <laughs> as long as it's all in fun, that's all I care yeah. about. I don't want to. I don't want to see it fall on my head from Mother Nature. And and even if it's you know if it's cloudy, it's like fifty degrees, but you're running pretty hard and people spray water on you. That feels pretty good anyway. <laughs> that will feel pretty good. Yeah. Very true. 
there was uh there was bacon too the one year I ran it. They were handing bacon. out bacon. Giving you sticks of bacon? Yeah, like, yeah, something like that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you you want you want to keep a healthy body and then hey, here's some <laughs> Here's some like die well. Here's some like heart disease for you. <laughs> Good for your heart. Thanks for working out. Here's some heart disease <laughs> and some stroke. <laughs> yep. Maybe kidney stones. Yeah. Anyway, so what do we got for temperatures? So we think it'll be mostly dry in the morning with afternoon storms. Yeah. Maybe some peaks uh, of sun, but what do we got for temperatures? I'm thinking probably maybe in the 50s. Uh, maybe. In the morning maybe, in the 50s? Um, could be maybe in the mid to upper 40s in the morning. Okay. What do you guys think? I think so. Yeah, it's a good bet. I mean. Depends how cloudy it is. How much, yeah. how much clearing we get overnight. Mm-hmm. I don't think there'll be much clearing, so it'll probably stay pretty warm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah the mid-level or low-level moisture is still sticking around. Yeah, definitely. So I would assume it's still, if not overcast, it will be at least partly cloudy. Yeah, we'll yeah. probably break into the 60s in the afternoon. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But then afternoon, it'll be, it'll be done. Yeah. <laughs> it'll be just Memorial Day and people start partying. Exactly. <laughs> That's right. Or are you guys are you guys meeting up uh, afterwards? Possibly. Yeah, Matt possibly. Matt and, Matt and me probably. Mm-hmm. Ben, you're welcome to join. Yeah, I Definitely. might actually join. They have a festival, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. Boulder Creek Festival. And they have a lot. I don't. What? Oh yeah, I think it's this weekend actually. No. Oh yeah, all week, all weekend. Oh yeah, Into that's Monday. true. Oh, yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah, it's down on like 13th and between Arapahoe and Canyon. Like along Boulder Creek? Oh, yeah. Yeah. But mostly over there. Okay. That should be a lot of Downtown area. Yeah, I look forward to that. They got funnel cakes. Wait, really? I think. Oh. Oh, funnel cakes. I might be confusing this with the 4th of July festival, but either way, there might be some good stuff down there. Okay. Either either way. Monday. Either way, funnel cakes. Uh, That is a southern delight. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. That's how they do in Alabama. They do. They really do, and they're very good. I wonder I wonder if they'll have that duck race, given the, uh, the high creek of Boulder Creek. I, I don't know what is that. Can you explain? Uh, it's like those little, like, rubber duckies. They're, yeah, like, the yellow. And they, um, I don't know, know where that. they start the race at, but you just drop them in the, in the Boulder Creek, and then whichever one, you know, gets to the finish line first gets like a prize or something like that oh wow so, so i bet it's pretty much luck based but it's fun so pretty much i like, bet they'll travel pretty fast in this case <laughs> so pretty yeah. much like littering yeah essentially <laughs> i'm sure they pay like a million people to go through and look for these things so they don't pollute the environment yeah yeah stuff. probably <laughs> but yeah that's good all right well we got memorial day covered anything else you want to talk about for the upcoming forecast Oh, we could briefly discuss June if you want to discuss June. Sure, if you got, if you got anything to say. Yeah, I was looking at the haven't looked too um, far kind ahead. of the long range extended uh, forecast models. Um, there's a few of them that the um, that the National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration puts out. 
Um, one of them is the CFS model, which is the climate forecast system model. And this one runs like out to a month um, in advance. So it gives you kind of like this kind of medium range to long range uh, outlook. And then you also have the global forecast system, GFS ensemble prediction system called the GEFS. I also looked at the Climate Prediction Center. So they, they put out um, a seasonal forecast and also a monthly out, outlook for for the month of June for much of the U.S. And it looked like the long-range models um, continue to forecast these persistent um, troughs of low pressure that continue to move into the West Coast, um, like over Southern California, and they just continually move into, you know, into the West over Colorado. So, and it seems to line up with the CPC forecast from NOAA uh, when they put out, you know, the, a good chance of continued wet weather for June um, and potentially below normal temperatures, uh, at least for parts of eastern Colorado, including probably Boulder as well. So in the springtime, I remember California was most of their uh, most of their snowpacks at that time of the year were actually around the single digits mm-hmm. from like zero to ten percent of the av- of the average snowpack that they typically get at that time of the year, which would <laughs> obviously suggest that they were bone dry at that time of the year. But what 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 it appears what what you're saying is um we might be seeing a uh, more of a moist regime coming into uh california at least the southern portion of california moving in into uh the month of june yeah it, uh, it kind of looks that way although the climate prediction center's forecast for june um they have you know, the greatest probability for precipitation, it looks to be, you know, just east of California where they have kind of an equal chance mm-hmm. over California. So it's probably a little more uncertain for California. Hmm. I think they're using a lot of persistence um, to the east, like would be over Colorado, you know, because the wet weather pattern we've been in. Um, in, their, in their discussion, they mentioned... Um, the soil moisture so we've had a lot of rain and it's been you know moistening the you know the soil so maybe there's some potential feedback uh, yeah, of that sure. moisture into the atmosphere mm-hmm. that's maybe, not just a maybe, scale. maybe to lead to you know cooler temperatures during the day with more latent heat release which cools the atmosphere and then also fueling the atmosphere for more um, afternoon storms right. possibly Mm-hmm. Um, but they also they also mentioned like anomalously warm sea surface temperatures that are off the coast um, of California so like over the eastern north Pacific and that may be a player as well although they didn't really hint at why that was the case so um, I couldn't really expand on that too, too much well, they must know some type of Climatological connection. Yeah. Between temp- seas- SSTs. Be. Yeah, yeah. And of course, we also have um, El Nino, which has been sort of 
Um, we've, we've seen anomalously warm sea surface temperatures over the equatorial Pacific. Um, so maybe there's uh, this potential teleconnection between the El Nino and what we've been experiencing the past few months. Right. Mm-hmm. So maybe they were looking at that as well into June. Of course, you know, I mean, El Nino has a predominant uh, influence mostly in the winter season, not in the summer. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. But just uh, just for all of you out there, just recall that uh, last week when we talked about um, the uh, Colorado State University's tropical forecast for this summer in the in the Atlantic, um, they they basically linked the fact that the tropical Atlantic is going to see a below average tropical season was linked to El Nino, and so this is exactly El, this is the same this is the same uh, pattern that we were talking about last week to to uh, what Andy is talking about right now. Yeah, good point, good point. So overall for June, it looks like, at least for the beginning of June, I would say we'll we'll be in a persistent pattern of, you know, troughs in the West that will give us, you know, probably a wet weather pattern, at least through the middle of June. I would say late June, that's a little bit more uncertain because it becomes more unpredictable at that point. I mean, late June, the monsoon season start. So, yeah. Right? Yeah. So, it'll be more wet, I would assume. Like, more humid yeah. again. Yeah. Yeah, the humidity's been creeping up the last few weeks. Yeah. We haven't noticed. It's not that bad compared to Miami. Oh, yeah, obviously. <laughs> so, I know this is perhaps a crazy question to ask at this point since... <laughs> We haven't we haven't even hit the first day of summer, but <laughs> will we have a summer day where the high temperature reaches a hundred degrees Fahrenheit? I mean, why Is not? A, like, will like we? The, you, uh, will Boulder, Colorado, see it? What? Why not? I mean, I don't know. I mean, it's. I mean, pretty most years we get pretty close to it, if not above right. that. Right. But yeah, in an El Nino year, maybe not. Yeah. In a year where we have a pattern like this. Exactly. And then it bleeds into the monsoon. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. So the one year we had 103 degrees, 2012, mm-hmm. the year with all the fires. Yes. The La Nina year. That was, you know, mid-June was over 100 degrees. And I don't think, did we get over 200 last year? I want to say no. I don't recall, no. But I know we got close many times. We got, got close. close to like yeah. 90, 97, 98, I think. Maybe well, we should... 95. Maybe we should ask the question about 90 degrees Fahrenheit. Oh, <laughs> oh I think we'll hit that. I would, I would like to think will. so, too. But, well, we have to hit 90. Maybe. Who knows? This pattern keeps up. I mean, the records were meant to be broken. Yeah. Well, I guess if, you know, if, if, it, if the state stays really moist, um, you know, in, in the ground, maybe we'll get more clouds in the afternoon to prohibit, like, you know, a really high temperature but you know that's a tough that's a tough call i would think it's a good chance of at least getting 90 yeah i i would say so too but well we'll see how it goes moving moving forward <laughs> we haven't even had an 80 degree day in may yet yeah we had one in uh we had one in april if i recall <laughs> yeah, yeah multiple yeah <laughs> I think we got the 84 
Yeah, we have two a, days. a couple, yeah. I think. Yeah. I actually think we may have hit 80 in March one day. Also possible. Yeah. Because it was such a big ridge. Yeah. In March. Mm-hmm. And that was just the... Just, just need one ridge. Yeah. Then we'll hit 90 or even 100. Yeah. Now I'm, just... I'm, not, I'm not too concerned so far. Yeah. It's only May. There's always... This is very true. There's always plenty of heat to it's, our south. Yeah, and it's Colorado. You gotta have faith that we're gonna need our air conditioners this year. <laughs> I almost put the heat on like last week. One day I left and left the door or the the windows open all day, and I came home from work and it was frigid. My heat was on a couple nights ago. <laughs> yeah, I think I think mine too. Yeah. Did you see that one night almost snowed? I think it was Wednesday morning. It was thirty six in rain. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I remember it was that. like really close to snowing that day. Yeah. But uh, we just didn't get cold enough. There yeah. was too much moisture. We didn't get. It was just completely saturated. Mm-hmm. But yeah, there was no way wow. we were getting snow in that. But that profile. But it was almost cold enough. Well, that's impressive. But yeah. I remember the uh, the one ridge that came in uh, after Ben came back from Greenland a few years ago doing some research. Um, I think before he came, it wasn't like super hot. I mean, before while he was gone, it wasn't super hot. But then once he came back, this like massive ridge moved over like the west, and like we like were, like super warm. And he was like he was pretty happy about that. <laughs> I love it when it's so hot and dry, and you don't even sweat. It's like 100 degrees, and you're riding your bike, and yet you're lightheaded because you're sweating and it's evaporating so fast. <laughs> but yeah, it's actually pretty bad though. The dry heat. Yeah, I don't mind it's it. It's hard to breathe. I don't know. I don't mind it. I feel like it's actually it's hard to breathe for me. I guess Alabama. I worse or better. So per- personally, I feel that this is way better. I, I've always told people, ninety degrees Fahrenheit in Colorado is way better than ninety degrees Fahrenheit in Alabama because of the humidity factor. Yeah, you don't sweat. You you don't sweat as much, or or the sweat doesn't stick around for that long because it evaporates quicker in Colorado. Yes. However, it's just a dry condition. Mm. Also, hurt my like lungs. Dr- dries out your throat yeah, and stuff. Pretty much. Just takes time to get used to it from the coast. Oh yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. For sure. Interesting. So yeah, we're looking for this pattern to continue, I guess. So we'll probably be here next podcast talking about how rainy it's been, and it'll be still <laughs> rainy for the next two weeks. Yeah, we're good. All right. Anything else for forecast? That's all I had, really. Yeah, I guess that's all we can say. It's kind of like some, we probably sound like a broken record to the listeners. <laughs> Same thing every week. There's always a storm to talk about and more rain. So hey, we got new jokes though. Yeah, we always got new jokes. That's true. Fresh material. So, <laughs> all right. Well, it's that time of year where we are fully in our snowmelt season, especially this year. The the rivers are blown out. The temperatures are warming up. The sun's getting a higher angle, melting all the snow that we've been piling up all winter. So, but we got more new snow these yep, days. We're still getting new snow, but it's <laughs> it's it's rapidly declining. So. Yeah, we thought we'd talk a little bit about how bark beetles yes. can impact the amount of water we have 
uh, coming down out of the Boulder Creek Basin. Do they do even do anything? I guess Matt can talk about it. Well, all there. So there was a stud, There was a study done, not just on bark beetles, but also how how dust affects um, the rate of snow melt during the during this time of the year when we see a lot of significant snow melt. And so, in in this in the study. So what are bark beetles? I guess. So to start off, right. Right. So, so basically, this this has been an epidemic that has occurred for that that has been visibly noticeable over the past decade. I want to say it it was visibly noticeable back starting back in two thousand two, and so basically the, these beetles have been have been um, feeding on on forests which have caused the the mortality rate of forests to go up significantly. Yeah, so we've seen that, right? You right. Guys, any, pretty much everywhere you go in Colorado, there's a ton of dead trees. Right, right. And so there's multiple stages to the uh, the infestation of these bark beetles, and and essentially the way you know that trees have been affected negatively in this way is whenever the tree whenever the pine needles essentially turn this red this reddish color mm-hmm. and this is something that has been increasingly you know problematic over the the Rocky Mountains of Colorado and it's not just limited to the Rocky Mountains many ma- mountainous areas across the country so but so it, but it takes a couple of years right from when the first time the, the bugs actually get in the tree and lay their eggs and things like that it takes a few years for this process for them to entirely turn brown then and lose their needles and appear just as skeletons that's correct so so basically the first state the first phase is an initial attack where the females bore through the bark to the phloem and the cambium region where the egg gallery is constructed and based and from there there's this fungus that develops in in the tree which causes the the tree to die mm-hmm. okay and from there there's this there's this uh blue stain that occurs in in the uh wood which basically prevents flow of water yeah and sap just chokes out the tree is that that's correct and and from there the it can the time the time it takes for the tree to die can can range from 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 days to to even longer than that but the process where the where the needles actually turn the reddish color mm-hmm. is essentially a couple years mm-hmm. anywhere from roughly 1 to 3 years and so what we've been learning is that this can actually impact the snowmelt, right? Yeah. So it, so basically what the study what the study showed is that whenever these needles fall to the ground, they're going to have some they're going to play a they're going to play some role on the snowmelt. And so the question was how much of a role does it play? Well, what what they found was that the that the that the pine needles coming from the tree do affect the albedo in that 
they decrease the albedo. Snow typically has a very high albedo, which means that it's highly reflective of solar radiation. Mm -hmm. And so, because, so, so whenever you decrease the albedo, that means you're lowering the reflectivity of solar radiation, which means that the ground is gonna heat up faster, which is going to increase the rate at which snow melts. Mm -hmm. Okay. And so, so the pot, so basically what was shown is that the bark beetle effect causing these pine needles to fall actually did not change the rate of melting all that much. Mm -hmm. However, there was a, there was a, another study done in the same paper which showed mm -hmm. that dust ha played a significant role in the amount of snow melt. And, bas and so basically the way they determined that is they, they, used, a, they used a model to, si to simulate when, mm -hmm. on what day of a calendar year the maximum stream flow mm -hmm. of water would occur from the snowmelt. And they mm -hmm. found that in the case of dust, that the, that the maximum stream flow would occur 15 days earlier, which is, which is a direct correlation to the fact that the ground is being heated faster thus successfully melting snow faster and increasing the flow of, of streams and whatnot. And so we, we really care about the dust because it's a big part that's going to be occurring from climate change. But, so land use changes, you know, more drought in the southern part of the southwest part of the U.S., uh, more dust storms kicking up and bringing dust into Colorado. Have you guys seen the pictures? Well, after a big dust storm coming out of the right. southwest into mm -hmm. the you know San Juans mostly, places like that where they get these red dust covering all of the snow. Right. Mm -hmm. You know it. You know, and it's it's there for a while, and while it's you know on the top surface layer, it's getting it's heating up the snow faster when when the sun's out. But it's not until that more snow falls that it actually mitigates that. Right. So we could be having. So that's what they're. That's what this study was showing the different dust events, <laughs> and how they can actually impact this by melting the snow faster and earlier. Right. So that not only does the peak stream flow occur, occur sooner, the snow's actually gone sooner as well. Right. So that's a problem because... Um, and, well, I yeah. and, and I should add that uh, for, for the study, the, they, did these, they did this model run on different, different streams, and one of the streams that was studied was the, the Boulder Creek. So yeah, what the, happened? And the Boulder Creek was the, the most extensively affected by... The bark beetles that have any of they've that's done. correct and we should and, and we should also keep in mind that the bark beetles do play some role aside from change from a change in the snow melt what it what it will do is mm -hmm. it could potentially remove trees from from uh from the area which means that you might have an increase in dust affecting the snow melt so there could be a direct correlation there yeah, and part of the and then part of the paper was discussing that with less trees, there's going to be less water usage by the watershed and, and more stream flow. Right. Exactly. Essentially, that you'd have more water not being used by the trees, you know, right. which may or may not be good, but yeah, it's just it's just a, it's just a kind of a key a key talk here, since 
Colorado, like many of the western states, are so dependent on their winter snow. Absolutely. Melt. You know, they're dominated by the snow providing moisture all summer long to the lower elevations. Yes. Mm-hmm. From that. So having more snow and understanding how the snow melt um, is impacted by these beetles that have recently been attacking our state and also the dust is going to be important moving forward. So in summary, what do we what do you want to say about that? Just that the beetles, I guess. I mean, cer- certainly it's not good for vegetation in, in the Rocky Mountains. I mean, it's not it's not something that that we want to see for for uh, for wildlife because they they rely they certainly rely on on the forestry in the Rockies for shelter and and so on and so forth. So, regard regardless of what the study shows, which in this case the study does show a lot, it, it also does have some uh, have some impacts on on the on the ecosystems in the Rocky Mountains. Yeah. So then, what would what would cause the Barbados population to change year to year? So you so now we know that barbados would change or dust would change the snow melt or the stream flow, but then what would change barbados behavior year to year? Do we know that at all? That's a good question, and my I, I don't have a, I don't have an answer for you. But if I were to guess, it it would be that once once the beetles have nothing more to feed on. If they don't have any more trees to feed on, that we would start to see a, dec- a decrease in the number of them. Okay. Yeah, I mean, they're pretty much talking about these beetles just being uncontrollable right now. There's oh, really? Can, there's nothing you can really do. Yeah. Okay. Have you ever been to the national parks where they tell you you can't take wood and move wood places to transport these beetles around? Okay. Basically, you're not allowed to. But I would assume it change. Bring the population wood in. changes year from year, right? Yeah, so I mean, it's not constant. Okay, I have ten million beetles this year, or could but it only, this year would be an odd number, right? I mean, it so, only takes a, a family of beetles a couple of days to take out a tree, right? And true. then the tree takes several years to die, and then many several decades to recover from that area, you know, mm-hmm. to fully regenerate the right. the forest in that area. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I don't know. So uh, what what do you think about? What do you think, uh, Andy? I think that's that's a pretty interesting study. I think I heard uh, from someone who mentioned that uh, you need like so many successive days of like below freezing temperatures in the winter. Oh, is that to, it? like to like kill some of the the beetles? Okay. But I don't know if that's true or not. Uh, it's possible. I mean, most. I think it's like thirty or so day. days of like below freezing, and I guess since it's been warm. You know, mm. the past several decades or, yeah. or so, that's maybe like led to their increase in population. Maybe yeah. I'm just speculating. That probably makes sense. They probably, you know, got to be related to temperature or moisture or something that they're changing their habitat. Yeah, and taking advantage of all these trees we got oh, here yeah. mm-hmm. <laughs> to lay their eggs, yeah. coming from wherever they came from. Exactly. Yeah, but. Yeah, it was a pretty interesting study. Cool study, Matt. Yeah. Do you know that? Did you guys know that a lot of our snowpack is actually lost to sublimation because it gets stuck on the trees? So that's a big part. That's how beetles can actually positively contribute 
mm. in the sense that there's less snow being caught on the trees during snowstorms and sublimating, and mm. it actually makes it into the snowpack on the ground, so it um, decreases that loss of sublimation from the canopy. So it actually adds a little bit of snow melt. But then the paper also talked about another feedback on that would be with less trees, the surface winds near the snowpack would be a little bit faster. Stronger, yeah. There'd be less... Yes. Less, smaller roughness length so winds would be a little faster near the ground Mm -hmm. and that would increase the latent heat flux from the surface so but yeah there was basically non-significant results for that but it was pretty interesting yes absolutely. just the different mechanisms and how they all work together just like most of atmospheric science there's all various non-linear things working together yep totally (laughs) complicated systems that's for sure Hey, but it's not rocket science, though. It's not that bad. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're staying on one planet at least. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> For the most part. All right. Do you guys have anything else you want to talk about? Not that I know of. You guys are gonna be running soon. You guys taking it easy the weekend? Yeah. Like, waiting for the big race. Pretty much. Not gonna yep. do anything. Not gonna no, do anything. Get some carbs. Yeah, that's actually really true. I no, should do that. Not a bad idea. Yeah. yeah. Eat a big eat, plate of spaghetti or something. Eat potatoes. <laughs> yeah. Just yeah. eat potatoes. Yeah. Yeah, I think I'll be uh, heading up to uh, Glenwood Springs tomorrow to uh, check out the hot springs up there and uh, just just relaxing, taking it easy oh. for most of the weekend. Come back Sunday night. Come back Sunday night. Get get a nice get a nice. Uh, night of sleep and be ready for Monday. Yeah, hopefully I can come see you guys at the stadium. Yep. I'll be doing some packing this weekend. I'm moving next week. So I'll be slightly busy, but I should be over there if the weather's decent. Yeah. <laughs> if it's raining again, I might just sleep through it like graduation. <laughs> <laughs> but who knows? Good call. Yeah. What are you doing, Andy? Uh, my family and I are going to a winery. Uh, like an hour out of sight of St. Louis. So we're going to sip some wine and have a little picnic afterwards. Like Classy. Classy. Yeah. What? Classy. It's very classy. classy. Yeah. yeah. Missouri yeah. countryside. Well. Okay. We can see the rolling hills. Not really mountains, but we can see the rolling hills. Yeah. Rolling hills. <laughs> so are they considered the Ozarks out there? Um, not where the winery is, but those are more like in southwestern Missouri. Okay. Yeah, so we're more like, where we're going is like in eastern Missouri, so. Okay, I see. They probably just call them hills, I'm guessing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> not, not really mountains. Yeah. Or foothills. <laughs> Very cool. All right, yeah. well, sounds yeah. like um, we're all going to have a pretty good weekends. Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. I guess hopefully we survive. Hopefully, fingers crossed. Hopefully we see some sun. Yeah, good luck on the good luck on the race. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, we need that. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I need mm-hmm. that. I don't know about Matt. Matt's in good shape. But uh, yeah, he's a little cheetah. I wouldn't say that. <laughs> he's a baby cheetah. <laughs> All right, you want to close us out, Andy? Yeah, sure. Uh, before we sign out, we just want to mention you again that we have, um, you know, you can you can catch our podcast um, on iTunes or your 
favorite podcasting app and just be sure to check out our website um it's bouldercast.com and with that we want to bid you adieu and wish you a safe and dry memorial day weekend wherever you are signing off this is andy and this is ben (laughs) (laughs) no that's not ben ben is i am heading out and we'll talk to you guys later see you next week hopefully